Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And if there's a question you'd love us to address here on the podcast, reach out to us at retirementsolutionradio.com. And this week, John, we're tackling some problems related to the pandemic because we've been talking for a while about the need for state and local governments to really stretch and try to balance their budgets. Sure. And of course, some are planning to do it by just raising taxes on us. And in New Jersey, they're considering this new quarter of a penny tax on all electronic financial transactions. But uh, Stacey Cunningham, who is president of the New York Stock Exchange, tells CNBC that really who it hurts is retirement savers. It's important to recognize who ends up paying this tax. Ultimately, that tax gets passed on to the end user like other taxes. So the end consumer, whether it be a retail investor, a pension fund, uh, a, a professional investor, they're the ones that are gonna end up paying the tax. I think actually Bernie proposed something similar, didn't he? He did. Way back when? He did. Uh, and, and actually, I think it was actually slightly higher. So let's do the numbers on this for okay. a minute, because, you know, this is where I've said for a long time, you know, politicians say, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Next thing you know, they're talking about a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But they called this to be a quarter of a penny tax. And that now, sounds kind of small, John. It sounds but- a quarter of a cent. Mm-hmm. I mean, does anyone these days, now I do. I mean, I do, but I wonder, does anyone out there like fall over themselves to pick up a penny on the, on the, fl- I on the ground? I still do, but most people do not clearly. What if it has COVID? Yeah. Uh, what, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> I'm halfway kidding. I'm halfway kidding. No, but the, the idea is, is that so as insignificant as it seems to have a penny on the floor, one quarter of those for every electronic uh, transaction. But this is a tremendous amount of money when you're dealing with not just yours or mine, but everyone's life savings. When you look at the, the the liquidity of most financial markets, we're talking about tens of trillions of dollars swirling around, quote unquote, in cyberspace. And every time that one of them makes a transaction or move from a little bit here to a little bit there, they were going to take some money. So Jennifer, from the stats that we saw, it could be somewhere between six to ten billion dollars a year. Wow, just for the six state of New to Jersey, ten mm. billion dollars a year of tax revenue from one quarter of a penny uh, tax on these financial transactions. Wow. Now, here's the thing: Stacey Cunningham, of course, is the uh, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, and the problem is for the New York Stock Exchange, one of their largest facilities is in New Jersey. Oh, interesting. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so it's going to cost them a little bit of money. But the point of this is very simple: if we start allowing and guys if you think about it this is exactly what politicians do they talk about pennies here a quarter of a penny oh come on guys a quarter of a penny a quarter of a penny but they end up with these slush funds of billions and billions of dollars but they still don't make the ends meet on the most important things how much of our gasoline when we pump it at the tank is some politicians fee they put on that Right. I read a book recently about Fred Minnick that talked about nearly 50 to 55% of the cost of a bottle of bourbon is all taxation. Oh, that makes I me mean, want to drink even that. more. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, no wonder some reasons. of those good bottles are really expensive. <laughs> right? You start thinking about that stuff that's only 10 bucks a bottle, you're starting to think, I don't even oh, know what they put man. in that sucker. That just may be rainwater <laughs> and a little bit of caramel color. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but you think about that, and this is that taxation thing. So when you look through this, though, 
why is New Jersey trying to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, Jennifer, there's a major reason. So New Jersey and Illinois are the only two states in the United States that are worse off than Kentucky. Huh. Wow. Believe it or not. When it comes okay. to the fiscal, being able to pay their budget as a state. Mm-hmm. And maybe we've had a new poll that's come out since the last time I looked at it. The last time I checked, we were third worst. Wow. <laughs> Which I guess, hey, we're top three in something. <laughs> We're top three and maybe not being able to pay our bills. That, that doesn't sound real good, does it? No. no. But what they're trying to figure out is how on earth do they pay the bills? Now, remember, guys, with the former governor, there was a huge deal with Bevin and teachers. When Bevin came in, what he was trying to do is try to balance a budget, or at least that's the direction he was talking about going. Mm-hmm. And what happened was he realized where all of the money was going, not all, but a lot of the money was going for teachers' pension money. Yep. Of course, that made a lot of people ticked off because mm-hmm. who wants anyone to mess with their pensions, okay? Right. And that eventually, well, there's a few things of why he's not currently governor, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, but, but that was one of the big ones. But that is how big of a trouble we had, and we still have not fully addressed that situation. For how sure. are we going to pay. Not just teachers. I'm not picking on teachers at all. My mother taught school for 30 something years. She earned that pension. (laughs) Oh, not only did she earn it, uh, when when my kids were home and we had to do some homeschooling, I realized these teachers are underpaid grossly. Yes, we get it now. We really get it. Oh my gosh. If we gave them twice the pay, it still probably is not worth it for me to think I would ever consider teaching. Right. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. So guys, believe me, you out there that are teachers, married to teachers, have kids that are teachers. Hey, listen, you guys are worth your weight in literal gold. So mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't pay that the other way around. But how as a, as a, as a state, how do we pay this? Because yeah. that's just teachers. That's not talking about firefighters. It's not talking about law enforcement. Yeah. It's not talking about all of the other things that we really need to do. State employees, right? So these are things that how on earth do we come up with the money? Well, New Jersey said, well, let's just do a sneaky way to try to get six to $10 billion. Now think about it. If you had a sneaky way to get six to ten billion dollars, would that maybe you help do you do it? And you sell you, it by saying it's just a quarter of a penny. It's, it's just fine. A quarter of a it's penny, fine. Right? Nothing to see here. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh-huh. So the idea, though, is is that we as Kentuckians don't really have. I mean, we haven't figured out yet how we can do that, and so that's going to be an issue. But the reason I'm going at this is when we look at state budgets, pensions are right there in the crosshairs. That's the issue, right? Mm -hmm. So how are we going to create money to do this? Because imagine, and this is where it comes back into the financial part for me and has nothing to do with politics. What happens if all of a sudden our pension, now we've been talking about states. I'm less worried about that for the moment. But what happens if we have a pension and that company can't afford to pay? Yeah. Because we have had, Jennifer, a unbelievable amount of pilots over the years that maybe they came in through UPS and they said, oh yeah, we were once with Northwest Airlines or we were once with US Air. Mm -hmm. And when those went under, we had a $6,000 a month pension at that point in time and it was completely wiped out. So after that, uh, they ended up getting only like $400 a month or whatever the number is. Yeah. And that's a big issue. So what happens if we supposedly have a pension? And I'm just going to name names. The big ones are on here, right? What if we have a pension from GE or we have a pension from UPS or we have a pension from Pfizer or Eli Lilly or whatever the big ones are, right? And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden something happens where they just don't quite have the money to pay that off. What's going to happen? A lot of people say, well, that can't happen. Well, ask those airline pilots about how that worked out for them. You can ask my wife because my wife was not a pilot. So her her pension was not all that great, but she was a flight attendant in that period of time. So she would have had a couple hundred dollars a month that would come in when she retired. And now that's 
$16. A quarter, I think. I think a quarter. It's not even a month. Wow. It's a quarter. Whatever it was, they were just going to give her one check for like $38 a year. Oh, man. It's like, hey, after you pay your union fees, you're going to end up with 38 bucks. Is it wow. okay if we don't send you that monthly? Can we just go ahead and give you that once a year? So how are we going to fix this? How are we going to right this ship? And that's where we really have to wonder. We really have to think about what is a solution? Well, guys, this is why I've said so many times, we have to have three to five completely different income sources. They have to come from different things. And I know how good it feels, guys. I know I talk to a lot of you. I know how good it can feel if your social security plus your pension is just flat out a good amount of money. I get it. Mm -hmm. But what happens if, I don't think social security is gonna have as much of a hiccup if we're already getting it. Mm -hmm. you know, if we're not yet collecting it, you know, there's some time they there. Can that they can make some changes, yeah. yeah. They can jack some stuff up. But right now I'm not super worried about that. But when it comes to a pension, the question is how solvent are things gonna be if we do have a Biden presidency? Right. And if we do raise tax rates and if those companies no longer have a pro business uh, president at the helm and we start doing more regulation, are they going to be able to make enough money to keep things going? I don't know. So right. we always hope we work for a really great company that makes so much money they're going to be in good shape. But we don't know, right? Because we're Nothing's no longer, a sure thing. I mean, just look at what happened nothing. with Papa John's. Even our hometown company is uprooting and uh, taking a lot of jobs with it. So I know. you so never you, know. You, you, yeah, so, so so Papa John's, the majority or a ton of those jobs are going down to Atlanta. You know, Papa's staying here, <laughs> but they're taking a lot of those jobs down there. Um, and the thing of it was, and this kind of, I don't know if it hurt my feelings as opposed to I thought the guy was a bit of a jerk when he said it. He said, yeah, we're going to go down to Atlanta because at least maybe we can find enough skill to fill these positions. Uh, and I thought, you know what there, Bubba Jack, <laughs> don't let the door hit you. No, and that's not true. We don't right. want that. We don't want that situation. So the, the idea, though, is, is what happens when these big corporations are doing this. Now, why do I mention all this and why have I talked forever about this? Well, here's one of the things that we're going to see happen more and more and more. If you do have a pension opportunity, they may give you a buyout option. Now, this is going to be very important for you to run your math. I beg you, I beg you, I don't care who you talk to as long as they are fiduciary based and they are skilled in their practice. I need you to do your math on that. Because one thing that I think is going to happen is they're going to give out really low buyouts for the fear that those benefits may not be there and they're gonna save themselves a fortune. Hmm. So you have to know, and you have to know comfortably if those buyouts are gonna be attractive to you. Recently we've heard there may be an issue with Papa John's and some of those things have already happened. We've heard UPS management options. They may be looking at some of those. We've heard again that there's maybe another round of Ford buyouts or mm -hmm. there, it may be in the works. And then consistently I hear more about GE and what they may or may not be doing with some of their options. And so guys, the reason I say this is this may be the biggest financial decision you will ever make in your life. Yeah. And there is no way to know unless you run your math if it's gonna be correct for you. Now notice, nothing I said has anything to do with a product or a strategy or an anything. It simply has to do with raw math. What kind of payout are they giving you based on the amount of time you might be here? And what would that look like for your spouse, if you have a spouse? And after that, 
could you do better on your own simply being in CDs? Interesting. Some people yeah. actually can. Wow. And, okay. And, so so that means you're you're getting a raw deal if you can uh, take it and, and get more in CDs, right? And that's my point. So when you run the math, you're going to find out if they're giving you a very juicy offer, which in that case, you might want to consider taking that. But if it's better to keep it in the pension, what they're trying to get rid of is they're trying to get rid of the people that they don't want to mess with in the first place. Huh. They're giving them very lowball offers. And so over time, what we find out, and again, this is about the books that I read about this, they're going to pan through things so that they're going to try to do better for the shareholders. Hmm. Now, the fact that you're an employee and a shareholder, they don't really care about that right. often. Yeah. They really just care about the people they can sell it to on Wall Street when they're trying to make more money off of selling that stock a little bit higher. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.